T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. College football final D2 playoffs, D3 playoffs. Big Ten season winding down. They'll close it out next week. Uh, Top 25 scores galore as we close in and hone in on uh, who uh, those teams are going to be in the college football playoff. Jonathan Lowe is going to join us momentarily with the Big Ten and the Top 25 and the FCS scoreboard as well. Uh, But I'm going to first bring you the Division Three playoff scores involving teams around the area. Then Pat Coleman later in the hour uh, will tell us where the upsets were, where the surprises were in D3. We'll start with St. John's. They had a big win at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. The number five Johnny's rollover, number 24 Lake Forest, 41-14. to Bethel made it in in spite of two losses during the season to St. John's, including the MIAC championship game. And Central of Iowa beat Bethel 61-35. to Out of the WIAC, number three Whitewater, no problem with Greenville, 69 to 7 at Whitewater today. Meanwhile, it was number 11 UW Lacrosse outscoring Albion on the road 58 to 23. And once again, we'll rely on Pat Coleman to sort out any upsets in the rest of the bracket. One game was canceled Carnegie Mellon at North Central of Illinois and and we'll get Pat's spin on that as well. Let's jump over to D2. Three Northern Sun teams made it. Just one survives. And that was Bemidji State. They went on the road at Augustana 28-24. Jeff Filling, the longtime voice of the Vikings, had a game report on that one. Beavers win 28-24. Meanwhile, UMD uh, and a road came today. Angelo State beat the UMD Bulldogs 48-14 the final. Now, Jonathan Lowe joins us with the Big Ten and Top 25 scoreboard. Uh, the Golden Gophers were struggling early, down 7-0 in the second to Indiana. They jump out to a 21-7 lead at the half and continue to extend the lead. With that score and more, here is Jonathan Lowe. Mr. Steve Thompson, it is a joy, it is a pleasure to always join you on these weekends in October, November, Maybe a little bit into December, but usually Thanksgiving is, is about that time when everything sort of winds down. But it's still revved up. It is revved up all across the state, all across the nation. We're getting ready for Prep Bowl next weekend. We've got the Division Two and Division Three tournaments, as Steve has been talking about all afternoon. And it's just another wonderful, beautiful, lovely Saturday in the fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere. As I give a little frightened there to uh, Carrie Clad, our producer, so... 
Well, I apologize. I'll be a little bit uh, a little bit lower on that volume next time. But let's get it rolling in the Big Ten, and let's start in Bloomington, where, as Steve said, the Gophers scuffled early on in the game. They were down to Indiana twenty or seven to nothing. They have rolled off the last twenty eight points, and early in the fourth quarter, have the ball and a twenty eight seven lead as they try to stay in the faint hope of possibly getting into that mix into the Big Ten West. They're going to have to have some things fall right for them next week. Other scores going on. Number six, Michigan. They are having their way at Maryland. Late third quarter, it is 38-10 uh, Wolverines. But an instant update in College Park as uh, Tualia Tonga-Vailoa just runs it in to get it to 38-16 Wolverines with the lead. At the end of three in Madison, number 15, Wisconsin. They control their fate as far as winning the Big Ten West. A win today, a win next week over the Gophers, and they are into the Big Ten Championship. The the Badgers lead Nebraska 28-21. Nebraska has the ball again to start the fourth quarter. Finals from earlier today, it was supposed to be a showdown, and it was a blowout in a big way. Number four, Ohio State, was favored by nearly 20 points against number seven, Michigan State, and we saw why. The Buckeyes got out to a 49-0 halftime lead and just cruised to a 56-7 win. C.J. Stroud, 432 yards passing in the air, and one, two, three, four, five, six, half a dozen touchdown passes all in the first half. The, uh, the Buckeye offense is rolling as they head into next week's showdown with that team up north, as they like to call them. Other finals, Purdue stays again in the hunt. I don't think they're going to make the Big Ten championship game, but they stay in that possibility for a tie with a 32-14 win over Northwestern. Rutgers loses at Penn State. Penn State finally getting back on track, beat winning 28 nothing. And Iowa, number 17 Iowa, just finished off Illinois about 20 minutes ago or so. 33-23, to 23. they need to win next week and get some help to get to the Big Ten championship game. We go to the top 25 scoreboard, and at the end of three quarters in Tuscaloosa, number two, Alabama, maybe having a little bit more of a tussle than they thought with number 21, Arkansas. The Crimson tied up 34-21. to 21. Number five, Cincinnati. Everybody's been talking about they've been struggling. They've been struggling over the last few weeks. They had a tough test today in SMU, and they are putting everyone on notice. At the end of three, the number five Bearcats lead SMU 41-0. Cincinnati looking to get to 11-0 on the season. Also looking to get to 11-0, number 22, Texas San Antonio. The Roadrunners have had their fits with the UAB Dragons, Alabama, Birmingham, for all those in the know. It is now early fourth quarter. The Roadrunners with the ball and a 27-24 lead. Again, trying to get to 11-0 on the season. Number 18, Pittsburgh, trying to lock up a spot in the ACC championship game, and they are in a tussle of their own at home against Virginia. The Wahoos and the Panthers, late third quarter, tied at 31. Number 14, BYU, on the road at Georgia Southern, holding a 27-17 lead midway through the third. Number 20, NC State, trying to maybe have a chance at getting to the ACC championship game. They lead Syracuse at home in Raleigh mid-third quarter, 31-7. to Number 11, Baylor, early in the game, about five minutes ago in the first quarter, they are up 7-0 at Kansas State. Finals from earlier this afternoon, number one, Georgia. It was their cupcake week. They took on FCS Charleston Southern and rolled them 56-7. Amazing that Charleston Southern scored today, actually. But Georgia now 11-0 on the season, heading into their 
interstate rival showdown next week with Georgia Tech. Again, they'll be a heavy favorite in that one. Number 13, Oklahoma keeps their hopes alive for the Big 12 championship game. They outlast Iowa State at home 28-21 the final. Number 16, Texas A&M, their cupcake week against Prairie View A&M. And the Aggies win 52-3. to Number 25, Mississippi State. They took, take on FCS's Tennessee State and win 55-10. to Number 10, Wake Forest went to Clemson today. And their dreams may have just completely shattered for an ACC championship. They lose to the Tigers 48-27. And the 10th-ranked uh, Demon Deacons, they now have their second loss. But again, that loss to North Carolina was not, not a conference loss. It's very weird and very odd what they're doing with that matchup in the ACC. But that means the Deacons only have one loss to this point in division in conference. Number eight, Notre Dame. They had no trouble with Georgia Tech, the aforementioned Georgia Tech, winning 55 nothing in South Bend. Coming up a little bit later on, number three, Oregon, will be at number 23, Utah, in the game of the night. Number 12, Old Miss, will be at home against Vanderbilt. And number nine, Oklahoma State, will be on the road in Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. Finals from last night, number 24, Houston, at home, taking on Memphis and the Cougars get to 10-1 and on the season, winning 31-13. to And, again, setting up a showdown in the American Championship game in a couple weeks with potentially Cincinnati. Number 19, San Diego State. They had a tough time of it in the desert last night, but they take down UNLV 28-21. They get the Aztecs due to 10-1 and on the season. FCS scores from the Missouri Valley. Northern Iowa has taken out Western Illinois, excuse me, to get to six and five on the season. The Panthers win forty-one to three. It was South Dakota State holding off North Dakota. Fighting Hawks gave it a fighting chance, but they fall to five and six as South Dakota State gets to eight and three with a twenty-four twenty-one win. And it is late in the fourth quarter, and the Bison started early, started often, and really have kept their distance away from South Dakota. The Coyotes down 52-23 to at the Fargo Dome. The, from the Pioneer League, St. Thomas was a big winner today over Presbyterian over on the cor- corner of Critton and Summit in St. Paul. That was the final score, 54-15 over Presbyterian, and St. Thomas gets to 7-3 and on the season. An impressive first season in Division One for the Tommies. All right, Jonathan, outstanding job. We'll squeeze in another scoreboard before uh, we turn it over to the Timberwolves and Grizzlies tonight. Uh, by the way, our pregame show begins at 6.30 with Cal Soderquist. Cal's going to join us at the end of the hour uh, to take a look at the two-game winning streak and tonight's show and what we can expect out of the Timberwolves. And Jerry Zagoda is going to join us after the news and weather at 6 and preview the loons in the playoffs. They'll take on Portland uh, tomorrow. Uh, quick recap, uh, D2 playoffs, St. John's, or I should say D3 playoffs, St. John's wins. Uh, they they take care of business against Lake Forest at home 41-14. to Bethel losing on the road to Central 61-35. to Out of the WIAC and D3, uh, number 11, Lacrosse wins 58-23 at Albion. And number three, Whitewater, no problem at home against Greenville. 69-7, to the final on that one. So uh, the upper Midwest, D3 teams, uh, St. John's, Whitewater, and Lacrosse, all winners today. Speaking of D3, Pat Coleman's going to join us momentarily and sort out the upsets and the stories of the day in the Division Three playoffs. We'll have an update on the weather 
uh, at 5.30 here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. College football final as we head toward Thanksgiving. A number of area teams uh, out today in Division II. We already talked about UMD uh, gone. Bemidji State eliminates Augustana in Sioux Falls today. And then on the Division Three level, Bethel had to go on the road. Uh, they, they get beat uh, down in Iowa, and uh, St. John's prevails. It looks like they'll get another home game. Joining us to talk about the D3 side of things, Pat Coleman, D3Football.com. And, uh, Pat, let, let, let's start with St. John's. They get a win at home. It looks like they'll get another one at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville next Saturday. Yeah, those things, uh, Steve, aren't made official until Sunday afternoon, but all the indications suggest that uh, St. John should host again against Linfield next Saturday. Linfield and St. John's are going to be an interesting matchup. Linfield, uh, great this year in terms of run defense. And, uh, you know, with Henry Trost and the guys in the Johnny's backfield, that is where St. John's has been over the last several weeks. And, of course, St. John's and Linfield have some playoff history as well and some postseason history, so we're looking forward to that game being one of the uh, one of the really interesting games of the second round coming up. Bethel was able to get into the playoffs in spite of two losses to St. John's, one early and one in the MIAC championship game, and they had a tough task to go on the road down to Central of Iowa. And uh, we got the game report from Tim Beasley at Bethel, and uh, Central has quite an offense, and they showed it today. Yeah, they sure do, Steve. A rematch of a really memorable 2007 uh, quarterfinal game played in the ice and snow. This game a little bit more conducive for offense, and Central sure has a bunch of it. Uh, Blaine Hawkins, the quarterback down there, you know, fifth-year senior, including the COVID year, having a fantastic year for the Dutch. There's just a lot of firepower there. Central is really good at taking what the opposing defense is willing to give them, and uh, they had a lot of opportunities to do that and uh, kind of one going away against Bethel on Saturday. Tough draw for Bethel, but, you know, there were five at-large teams in the Division Three playoffs. Bethel was the only one that didn't win on Saturday, but, uh, you know, like you said, that's a really tough, uh, tough first-round opponent for them. Number three, Whitewater, champions of the WIAC again. Uh, they, they had no problem today with Greenville. And Greenville, once again, get, gets one of the automatic bids, and it kind of makes you wonder. It's like a team like Bethel has to sweat it out to get in, and, and Bethel's a much better football team than Greenville any day of the week. I know it's really tough, right? But yeah, Division sure. Three, Division Three is is it's very much the philosophy, right? Every conference that has enough that has enough teams has an automatic bid to the playoffs, right. and in that sense, it's not super different than March Madness, right, or any of the other NCAA championships. Fair it's enough. Just that we have, yeah, we have twenty-seven conferences and only thirty-two slots. So, you know, Greenville got there by beating the likes of Northwestern and Crown and uh, Minnesota Morris and that sort of thing, and so they they won their conference. And there are a lot of games like that in the first round of the Division Three football playoffs for sure. Yeah, and uh, no surprise, number eleven UW Lacrosse playing in the WIAC, a deep league. They're able to win on the road today. It is tricky because lacrosse, if you look at our poll, lacrosse, you know, ranked in the top 15, Albion not ranked. Lacrosse shouldn't have been on the road at all. That's the only big surprise is that lacrosse was sent on the road. But uh, the NCAA committee does not really look at our rankings. And I feel like <laughs> if you talk, yeah, if you talk to people, people are not really thrilled with how this year's committee made some of these matchups. 
that's one of them. I think that lacrosse should have been hosting that game. They certainly showed it today. Lacrosse very tough, and then they play the defending uh, national champs next week in North Central. All right, and let's talk about uh, the rest of the bracket. Um, anything stand out to you, Pat, in in what happened in uh, the first round of the D3 playoffs? You know, it's interesting. Most of the things that we expected to happen happened. Uh, there was a great game out on the eastern shore of Maryland. Johns Hopkins jumped out huge early and then won at Salisbury. That's one of the true upsets, maybe the only true upset in the first round. There was a great game down in Texas between Trinity University of Texas, which was the former kind of Texas juggernaut, and then Mary Harden Baylor, who's the current Texas juggernaut, and uh, UMHB won that game 13-3. to uh, so that was a really great game in the, in the first round as well that was in, you know, that was still in doubt very late in the game. And, and I saw it, North Central of Illinois and Carnegie Mellon canceled. What was that all about? Yeah, Carnegie Mellon, you know, the university is part of their regular COVID testing of students and student athletes. Uh, uncovered a handful of positive tests for those uh, student-athletes in the middle of the week. And so uh, Carnegie Mellon withdrew from the postseason altogether. Kind of, you know, obviously it's still happening, right? Right? Didn't uh, Iowa uh, cancel the basketball trip for this uh, upcoming weekend, right, uh, for, not, uh, for COVID reasons as well? So we got through almost the entire Division Three football season, maybe only having a half dozen games out of 1,200 canceled. So it's unfortunate that one happened in the playoffs, but uh, – you know, Carnegie Mellon's still a great season at 8-2. and two. And that, this way, they end the season with a win instead of what would have likely been a first-round loss. Yeah, North Central of Illinois, uh, still your number one? Well, it's a great question. I mean, we do not have a new poll this week. I am interested, and we don't during the playoffs, but I am very interested to see that game between North Central and UW Lacrosse. That's going to be a great matchup. Lacrosse hardened by a really tough schedule. You mentioned the WIAC is really tough. Uh, and it's no different this year. So it'll be interesting. Like Luke Lehman is a freshman quarterback there. You know, they, uh, they made their run to the title two years ago uh, on the arm of Brock Rudder. Uh, a lot of the offensive skill guys are still back. Uh, Kam- uh, Kaminsky, the wide receiver, D'Angelo Hardy, wide receiver, Ethan Greenfield in the backfield. All the linemen are basically back. But the quarterback is new, and he's a freshman, a second-year freshman. So I will be interested to see how that game goes. That's another really good second round game in this bracket all right pat always good to visit with you thanks thanks steve yeah pat coleman d3football.com let's jump over to u.s bank stadium uh final day of the state football semifinals miniota beat rushford peterson earlier in the day 28-8 in a 1a semifinal they will play mayor lutheran because they went handily beating new york mills 41-6 to First 3A semifinal of the day, Plainview Elgin Millville beat Annandale 28-6. And now Esco and Dazzle-Cocato getting started the nightcap in 5A. Rogers and Mankato West all setting the stage for Prep Bowl next Friday and Saturday in downtown Minneapolis. Nebraska and Wisconsin tied at 28 at Camp Randall. Uh, we are going to check the Big Ten and the Top 25 scoreboard before we turn it over to the Timberwolves at 630. Uh, Jonathan Lowe keeping an eye on the scores there. When we come back, we'll get a read on the D2 football playoffs. Three Northern Sun teams go in. One emerges today. Bemidji State is the sole survivor out of the Northern Sun. Matt Witwicky will join us from D2football.com. And then uh, at the end of the hour, Cal Soderquist,
from the Timberwolves Radio Network. We'll talk about the two-game winning streak and a chance to make it three against the Grizzlies tonight. Cal before the end of the hour. Then Jerry Zagoda previews the Loons and Portland as the Major League Soccer playoffs get started for the Loons on Sunday. So we've got a lot ahead of the Timberwolves at 6.30 here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. College football final continues here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. We're coming up on another Big Ten and Top 25 scoreboard. Uh, Seesaw battle at Camp Randall. Wisconsin and Nebraska going back and forth. Badgers go back on top. And they'll be here with the Axe at Huntington Bank Stadium next Saturday. Minnesota at Indiana. It looks like no problem there. Jonathan Lowe standing by. Right now we'll get an update on the D2 playoffs. Three Northern Sun teams make it. One survives the day. Uh, Matt Widwicky joins us from D2Football.com. And uh, Matt, let's first start with the UMD Bulldogs. Uh, they had a tough day today for sure. They certainly did. Uh, they made a trip down to Texas to play Angelo State. The, the second seeded team in the region, and uh, right from the opening gun, they were they were down. They gave up an opening touchdown uh, right right off the kick, and uh, then moments later, quarterback goes for a seventy yard score on a on a on a run, and they were down fourteen nothing before you knew it, and ended up being down forty one to zero at half. Uh, uh, you know, UMD's had a really nice season. Uh, they got to the playoffs, but you know they've they've been trying to work through injuries at quarterback and uh, that, and they ran into a really good team. That, that kind of combination really got the best of them today and kind of caught up with them a little bit with that quarterback situation. So uh, UMD falls at Angelo State. They're out forty-eight fourteen. The other uh, two Northern Sun teams that made it played today in Sioux Falls. Bemidji State made the trip to Augustana today, and the Beavers pull off the upset. Tell us more about this game, Matt, and what you saw. Yeah, Steve, I was able to make a trip on out to the game uh, living in Sioux Falls, and uh, great game, and uh, Bemidji got after Augustana right away. They were up 14-3 to pretty quickly in that ball game, throwing the ball well over the top. Uh, Brandon Alt, the quarterback for the Beavers, had a real nice day through for, you know, over 300 yards. And uh, Brendan Bolio, one of their wideouts, had a really nice day as well. Uh, Augustana just couldn't couldn't quite stop him. And uh, they were up 21 to, to 10 at halftime and, and looking like they were going to roll. And then all of a sudden, Augustana started running the football real well and uh, took a third-quarter lead uh, only for Bemidji to kind of Make a little run again in the fourth quarter and outlast them uh, 28-24. But uh, outstanding season for Augustana. Uh, you know, they, they, they were probably the best team in the Northern Sun this year. Uh, but Bemidji was able to avenge a, a loss earlier in the year to them. And uh, now uh, they go ahead and advance uh, and are the only team left from the Northern Sun. Yeah, and uh, it, it only gets tougher here for the Beavers. Yeah, yeah, it, it's been an outstanding season uh, for them, and, and Brent Bolte's done a great job with them. Uh, this is their first chance in the D2 playoffs, and they come away with a win. And uh, so, you know, really, really proud of, of of how well they were able to respond in a big moment like this. And, uh, you know, now they get a chance to make a trip out to Colorado in round two and see what happens. Yeah. Um, anything else stand out for you in day one of the D2 playoffs, Matt? There was a, a, a pretty good size update, uh, or a, 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 a upset, I should say. 
the defending champion, West Florida uh, Argonauts, uh, were upset at home today by Newberry. And uh, that was something that none of us saw coming uh, because West Florida had beaten Valdosta, one of the other top teams, just a week ago. Uh, we all figured West Florida would be in the final four or maybe even win a championship, and they're out after one round. So a total shocker there. Uh, otherwise, uh, a lot of things kind of went as you would expect. Um, and, uh, you know, we're on to, to, to the next round of the playoffs and uh, going to see what Bemidji can do uh, at Colorado Mines and uh, see what the Northern Sun can uh, can end up with in, the, in this postseason. All right, Matt, always good to visit with you. Thanks. Thanks. Matt Witwicky, D2Football.com. Bemidji State wins at Augustana UMD. Loses on the road at Angelo State. All right, let's bring in Jonathan Lowe. He's going to check the Big Ten and the top 25 on this Saturday. Oh, Jonathan Lowe not in here uh, in the in the studio. we got to track him down. Uh, we promise so we'll have another scoreboard before we turn it over to the Timberwolves uh, tonight. By the way, uh, Timberwolves and the Grizzlies, Cal Soderquist is scheduled to join us here momentarily. While we have a chance, let's get to some of the other uh, sports headlines. Uh, State football playoffs, if you're just tuning in or driving around, Minneota beat Rushford-Peterson 28-8 to in one 1A semifinal. Mayor Lutheran beat New York Mills in the other 1A semifinal earlier in the day. They will meet in prep bowl next weekend. Plainview Elgin-Millville beat Annandale 28-6 to the final. And now Esco and Dazzle Cocado are underway over at U.S. Bank Stadium with Dazzle Cocado up 7-0. Still to come, the final game of the semifinals, and that'll be in 5A, Mankato West, taking on Rogers. And as you may have heard, uh, Laura's had it in the news. Uh, the Twins made some roster moves. Uh, they add six uh, to the Major League roster, uh, the 40-man. And that means Lod Tortuga, Williams, Ostadio, will be elsewhere uh, for the Minnesota Twins uh, the way it looks next season. Also, left-hander Charlie Barnes uh, was designated for assignment, while outfielder Kyle Garlick and left-hander Devin Smeltzer were assigned outright to AAA St. Paul. So that uh, means that uh, there's room uh, for Royce Lewis uh, to join the 40-man and Jose Miranda, who had a monster year for the Saints, uh, will will certainly get a ton of ABs with the Twins in 2022. Now the question for the Twins is, what are they going to do about Byron Buxton? Are they going to sign him to an extension, or will he be traded in the offseason? And then beyond that, uh, what happens on December 1st? Will the owners lock out the players? Will they able to be able to sit down and have a collective bargaining agreement? because the winter meetings are scheduled for early December in Orlando, Florida. And I had a chance to talk to Scott Miller, who's covered the major leagues for a long time, and uh, he's kind of leaning lockout at this point. Um, So maybe uh, no action at the winter meetings this year, and then everything's put on hold until the owners and players can get together. Hey, quick break. Uh, We'll come back, and Cal Soderquist is going to join us. Uh, We'll talk Timberwolves. They're on a two-game winning streak. They'll try and make it three against the Grizzlies later. Uh, And uh, have a preview of what's coming up on the pregame show at 6.30 tonight here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Timberwolves and Grizzlies tonight at Target Center. Always fun. 
Friday and Saturday nights in downtown Minneapolis. And the Timberwolves have a chance to make it three in a row. And Cal Soderquist, you'll hear him on the pregame at the half and postgame tonight. And uh, Cal, the, the Wolves have a chance to get somewhere they, they haven't been so far this year. Three-game winning streak. Yeah, it's, it's all in front of them. And uh, I think it's also, you know, you look at the matchup with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think it's a great you know, uh, measuring stick, litmus test, whatever kind of uh, analogy you want to use. But after they've, you know, ripped off the consecutive victories against subcaliber opponents in the Sacramento Kings and the Spurs, um, this is a step up in class in terms of what the Memphis Grizzlies are compared to those two teams the Wolves just beat. So I think, uh, you know, the players, the Chris Finch and his staff, probably eager to kind of uh, take this one up tonight and, and sort of see where they stand against a team that, you know, they've acknowledged that they owe the Grizzlies one after uh, meeting up in, in Memphis a little less than two weeks ago and um, seeing a 16-point fourth-quarter lead evaporate before Memphis forced uh, overtime and, and won the game. I think Minnesota is eager to play this one tonight. Yeah, and Cal, when when you look at what the, the, the Timberwolves have done this year, it's been kind of a roller coaster ride. It goes without saying. Uh, notable wins over the Milwaukee Bucks early in the season to go to 3-1. and one. They, they blew out the L.A. Lakers. Granted, LeBron James wasn't playing that night, but still a lot of veteran stars on that Lakers team, and they dominated. But then they came back with just a major clunker the next night at Staples Center against uh, the L.A. Clippers. And for the Timberwolves to, to gain consistency and be able to climb back to 500, they they have to win a ball game, and put it in the rearview mirror because they come fast and furious in the NBA, and they absolutely positively need to take business against teams like the Kings and the Spurs, particularly at home. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the important thing, and you're right, it, it, it was a very concerning, you know, that effort against the Clippers oh. was flat. Uh, there, yeah, it was, it was really not something the team could be proud of. It basically kind of wiped away. Um, any of the momentum that they had from that Laker win the night before. But, you know, I think the first, first step and the most important thing was that the team has acknowledged that they need to be better and they need to sort of uh, take take those things more seriously and, and not, you know, get so caught up in the way they played in, in those victories. And, uh, you know, we heard it from Anthony Edwards Wednesday after the win over the Kings. Everyone kind of knew this was going to be their second chance at, at a back-to-back and, you know, another opportunity to, to play much better than they did in the Clipper loss. Um, and Ant was, he was brutally honest and saying, you know, we got to forget about this win. Whatever we did last weekend, you know, in advance of the Clipper game, we got to do the exact opposite in terms of, you know, how they, how they go home and, and go straight to sleep or what they eat or kind of what their routines are throughout the day uh, leading up to the game that next night. And to Minnesota's credit, they, they backed up what they said. You know, they took it seriously. Um, it's all about how you start those games sometimes, too. You can set a tone. So the fact that Minnesota started Thursday's win against the Spurs with a 22-3 to run right away to set the tone in the opening quarter, San Antonio never really recovered, I don't think, from that. You know, they, they rallied a couple different times. They got as close as four in that first half. Um, but Minnesota, every time the Spurs rallied, the Wolves had an answer. So you can say what you want about the opponent, and, and you know, like I said, it's not it's not a team, it's not the Spurs that we're used to seeing under Greg Popovich. You know, they've 
for sure. They've struggled so far this season. But at the same time, all Minnesota can do is play the opponents in front of them. And really, that game was always going to be more about the Wolves and, and what they did with themselves in terms of the energy and the intensity and uh, really encouraging things in terms of what we saw from the offense. You know, the, the shots being taken by each player was pretty balanced when you look up and down the box score in terms of who had the field goal attempts. Um, and then what's telling to me, and, and Alan pointed it out in the post game after the victory, outscoring San Antonio by 45 at the three-point line, you know, not only were the shots dropping and was the ball moving, uh, but then to still play that engaged defense throughout the night, you know, defending the three-point line and running the Spurs off of that three-point line, I think is huge um, because in previous seasons, that's where the Wolves would get killed, you know, and it's it's been a concerted effort to improve the three-point shooting, certainly, but uh, if they can do that or even similar to that night in and night out, that's, that's a huge step in the right direction. John Moran, Grizzlies tonight at Target Center should be a fun night. Um, Cal, what do you got coming up on the pregame show? Uh, Alan is going to check in with uh, Anthony Edwards. Obviously, he's uh, he's always one to speak his mind, and he's got some good good quotes. Uh, he kind of emphasizes the need to keep this winning streak rolling, and that'll be a fun conversation. Fans can hear that. Obviously, we'll hear from head coach uh, Chris Finch. He'll say kind of some of the things that they hope to carry forward from that impressive performance on Thursday. And, you know, we'll look at some of the keys to slowing down John Morant and the Grizzlies. Like you said, it's a a talented Memphis team. Sounds like they'll be without Dylan Brooks tonight, which could be a a big factor. He's a a real sort of defensive X factor for them. Um, He actually was missing in that win that the Grizzlies had over the Wolves a couple weeks ago. So, you know, they, they still have the game plan to uh, to topple Minnesota, but hopefully the Wolves can learn from that uh, fourth quarter collapse a couple weeks back. Well, Cal, uh, always good to visit with you. Look forward to the pregame and then your work at the half and postgame. And then, of course, the great Alan Horton with all the play-by-play tonight. You guys do a good job, man. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, sounds great. All right, there he is, Cal Soderquist, Timberwolves Radio Network. He takes over at 5.30. Alan O'Horton with all the play-by-play, as good as it gets in the NBA. So hopefully the Timberwolves can make it three in a row tonight. They've got New Orleans on Monday night. Well, I'll be on for Henry Lake after that one on Monday night. Henry taking some time off. And then Miami in on Wednesday. And, And that's always a fun night at Target Center the night before Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to break. Uh, we still have a lot more coming up. Oh, we've got a little OT coming up after 6 o'clock tonight following the news and weather. Uh, we'll talk to Jerry Zagoda. He covers the loons for the Star Tribune. They open the playoffs at Portland tomorrow afternoon. Jonathan Lowe is going to have one more rundown of that scoreboard tonight. Minnesota got it done. Uh, they had a slow start today. Down 7-0 to Indiana at the second, led it 21-7 at the half. They cruised to a 35-14 victory. Wisconsin next Saturday in Minneapolis with Paul Bunyan's axe on the line. By the way, the Badgers held off Nebraska 35-28. The news, the weather at 6. The Wolves later. You're on News Talk, 830-WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.